From the nearest comic book to the farthest cinematic universe, journey into the past, present, and future of your fandom. This is Meanwhile. This is Meanwhile. This is Meanwhile. Twenty-two pages later, with your hosts, the Cap, MFG, and Ralph the Tech. Please stand by. Oh, I love this new beginning. Oh, it feels so great. So, okay, let me start it off with a tall black guy, a bearded Dominican, and a masked Puerto Rican walk into a bar. That's all I got. Were they getting arrested? Were they getting arrested? Ah, okay. No, I I think the masked one gets arrested for bad jokes, but Ah, I digress. (laughs) Welcome to another edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 190. I'm one of your hosts, the masked one, the cap. And with me, as always, is the man who's synonymous with kind, humble interactions and helpful, sarcastic interjections that keep this show staying uplifted. I can't even finish that with a straight face. MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. I'm going to finish it with a tire iron upside your head. but you're going to finish it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let me give you something horribly described from the cinema. Watch it wiggle, see it jiggle, then it kills you. I know. This Wait, thing. watch it wiggle, see it jiggle, and then it kills you. I think I got it too. I know it. Okay, but we'll, we'll get to that after, obviously. We'll find out we'll after the end of the uh, quick news. Absolutely. And our other illustrious host who thinks he has it is the man who's synonymous with being the merciless master of the soundboard as he shows no remorse for anyone's feelings for their original audio. In other words, say the wrong thing and he'll edit you out of the show. RT Square, off the tech. 100%. Of so course. the other day, as I was engaging in the timeless tradition of quote-unquote, spring cleaning. The thought occurred to me, Bob Ross would have made a great live streamer. Oh, my God. I could watch him for days. Just happy clouds. Happy clouds. (laughs) Well, we called it a TV show. Yeah, no, no, no. But but listen if if you a tv show is is different than a live stream because a live stream he would be actually responding to people as they as he does it so he could actually have more interaction and this and from what i hear about bob ross he was like you know an amazing human being right so just just the fact that he has an amazing you know presence on on the screen you know he would probably be interacting with people and, and just joking around and and doing stuff and it would just be great I'll say this, Mike, in defense of Ralph, and you never hear me really defend Ralph much. Um, I mean, you're right. It is television, but the only difference is Bob Ross didn't do live. I wonder how Bob Ross would have done with live and with comments coming up, like Mm -hmm. with people like, you know, like giving him feedback while he was doing the show. That'd probably be pretty interesting. If I don't, I actually probably think he would not have enjoyed that. He was very relaxing. Like he, he took it as relaxing to have to constantly stop, look and read or hear people like, I think that probably would have driven him crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he like and then put a happy little tree. Hey, stop! I'm trying to paint here. Yeah, because he, he would just been, been like, <laughs> he would have been, been like, I'm painting. <laughs> he used to actually teach live classes. That's how he got discovered. Right. So I'm sure wow, he would have okay. been fine. Though, well, yeah, but the, yeah, but nobody was giving comments in the middle of it. Like, what about the shut up? I mean, it's nice, but it looks like it sucks. That look like a dick. <laughs> don't don't forget the other comment that would be coming in there. Right. right. This is they the internet of the world. The comments. Right. My exactly. comments would be, "Are you a fucking wizard? How are you doing this?" Oh my goodness, a wizard. I would try. All right. I try to follow along, and it just doesn't look the same. 
he goes, that. He goes, swipe up, swipe down, swipe to the side, and he has a whole field of dreams. Like, what the fuck? That's because you're not making happy trees. That's true. <laughs> I don't even okay. make the happy trees. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's let's move on with the show before we talk about Bob Ross for another hour. Oh, um, I could on today's show, I bet you could. <laughs> but on today's show, we get to examine a modern Norwegian take on an old hero. Or God, depending on who you speak with. On this show, we will be discussing the movie, Mortal. But first, Mike gets pretty possessive of this next segment. One time, I joked about doing the quick news, and he went on for 30 minutes straight about how I couldn't do his job, blah, blah, blah. He's the straw that stirs the drink, yada, yada, yada. There's a reason why God gave me a big forehead, yeah, yeah, yeah. So instead of being subjected to his whining, I decided to let him have his, you know, run his mouth and his energy. So here's Mike in the quick news. And now, the quick news with Mike, the finance guy. And Ralph and Kat. After that 20 minute intro, people probably thought the segment was over, but here oh, I am. Hush. I, did, <laughs> I, I made it long just for you. And wow, how many times has somebody said that before? Every time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Oh, DC, you have so many iconic heroes. You have so many great lesser known heroes. Many of these lesser known heroes could be deserving of theatrical treatment, such as Mr. Miracle, Static, Blue Beetle, or even Power Girl. So it should come as no surprise that the powers that be are developing a film for Our Man. The project is oh. being written by Gavin Gaines and Neil Widener, both with zero writing credits of note. Nothing more has been revealed about the project, including which version of the hero will be featured. Hmm. Our Man. Hmm. I've always wondered about that superhero. Like, he could only have power for one hour within 24 hours right so what if someone just waits it's like all right i just saw power man robbing uh stopping a bank robbery um let me just wait an hour okay now i'm gonna go rob that bank you would hope that he's not bragging to criminals you know if you just waited 10 more minutes you could have killed me i mean (laughs) you know you're hoping they don't know i mean granted it's a horrible name to have our man it's like well i don't know why you took that name either but you know, that's from back in the day when heroes just had like like their their names would just tell it all. Giant man, gun for an arm boy. <laughs> well, remember there was the, of the uh, of the Legion of Substitute Heroes. There's Matter Eating Lad. It's like, what does he do? He eats matter. That's just that's what he does. <laughs> you know. And wasn't there an arm fall off um, lad or an arm off an arm fall off lad or something like that? Arm fall off lad. Wow. Yeah, like he could detach his arm and beat people with it. And then there's also the villain, or is it Mineral Dinosaur Vegetable Man or whatever is it? Animal Vegetable Mineral Man. There you go. Get it right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a mouthful, but yeah. <laughs> That's what she Anyway, said. here's something unexpected. Amazon Studios is preparing to roll a spin-off of its hit series, The Boys. The yet-to-be-titled series has already cast Jazz Sinclair, Lizzie uh, Broadway, Shane Paul McGee, Amy Herrera, and Maddie Phillips in leading roles as young supers. Uh, A read of the show's bio says it is, quote, set at America's only college exclusively for young adult superheroes and run by Vault International. It is described as an irreverent R-rated series that explores the lives of hormonal competitive soups as they put their physical, sexual, and moral boundaries to the test, competing for the best contracts in the best cities. 
part college show, part Hunger Games, with all the heart, satire, and raunch of the boys, end quote. The spinoff will be written by the boys' executive producer, Craig Rosenberg. Besides not revealing the title, a release, a release date has also not been provided. Hmm, spinoffs always make me a little leery, but yep. I mean, the boys don't make me leery. The writers of the boys and how that production has been done has not made me feel bad at all. So, you know, I'm actually kind of into that. I'm interested to see what it is because, again, spinoffs are just generally not that great. And especially spinoffs that are doing a cash grab. It's like, are uh, you going to give me something uh, interesting? You know. Uh, uh, Fear the Walking Dead. Sorry, <laughs> I mean, when you have a golden goose, you got to let it keep laying eggs, you know? I guess so. But uh, just eventually one of those eggs is going to crack and smell. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fear yeah. the Walking Dead. And Yeah, right. Well, I mean, even though people have said that Fear the Walking Dead actually got better for a while, but we, we also know how spinoffs go. So. That's what people oh, said yeah. about The Walking Dead, but I still don't think it's better. What? Oh, my goodness. Well, you're a, I can't you're talk a sad, delusional man. He is delusional. What else you got there, Mike? All right. Well, last but not least, in Stargirl Season 2, fans will get a flashback with a flashback. The much-beloved 90s TV hero John Wesley Shipp will reprise his role as the muscle suit-wearing Flash in Episode 9. Ship will be seen in the past as the Flash of the original JSA. Now, with, uh, the Stargirl, with the Stargirl series moved to the CW, having Ship seen as the original Flash will bring this series into the post-crisis CW-verse of its other superhero series. Now, there is no release date announced for Season 2 at this time. Hmm. And they've already filmed it, too. Well, you know... Yeah, but with all the delays that are going on, I mean, it's kind of like this show. Like, before we were scrounging for material. Not that any of the material that we've, like, looked at is bad or good. We just kind of had to, like, look for it. Now we're going to be overrun with it. So, Mm -hmm. you know. That's good. It's like uh, Superman and Lois. They've only showed five episodes so far, and they already stopped to allow Supergirl Supergirl to... Well, Supergirl has to end. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I'm looking forward to see how this season's going to (laughs) go. I I hope so, too. Uh, Wait, is that all the quick news? That is all the quick news, except for the that last one. pretty quick. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yes. Um, so Ralph, here we go. go first? Watch it wiggle. It. See it jiggle. Then it so, kills you. Uh, wait. Let me. My quick news. Oh, you have quick news. Yeah, I know. It surprised no, wait, me, too. The, no, answer the question and then give the quick news. All right, dude. fine. <clears throat> it's the blob, isn't it? It yeah, is the blob. the blob. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, not bad, not bad. I'm three for four. Ralph's like two for four or something like that. Listen, what I, else you got, Ralph? I'm, I'm, I'm 10 for 10, all right? Don't you ever forget it. Uh, so quick news. Uh, for all you Supernatural fans out there, and for all you Batman fans out there, Jensen Ackles will voice Batman in the upcoming animated movie, The Long Halloween. Exciting mm. and scary all at the same time. Exactly. Really interesting. I listen. I look forward to hearing what uh, Jensen can do. You know. Yeah, as, I can easily Batman. hear him doing Batman. I mean, he's got that yeah. that gruff like voice whenever he does Dean, so that's yeah. fine. You know? he, he'll he'll be great, and he's a great actor, so I, I got no worry about that. I just hope that DC doesn't fuck the story up. Yeah, well, they don't have a they're... good track record. They're they're uh, ten for ten so far with screwing up their translated movies. So uh, it's I, I don't have a lot of faith in that part. That part I'm not looking forward to. But Jensen Ackles should be good, and of course we'll also be seeing more Jensen Ackles in season three of The Boys yes. as the soldier. 
That's right. That's soldier right. Boy, excuse me. Soldier Boy. <laughs> soldier boy, Soldier Boy. Soldier boy. Right. Oh, don't, don't. No, not Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy. You sure? I'm, I'm pretty positive. sure he said Soldier Boy. If, 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 if that was that Soldier Boy, he'd probably have a, a system for us to buy, which that's a whole nother <laughs> podcast right there. But we're not going to go into that. All right. But let's go into what we're here for today. Today, we're going to talk about the, um, the movie known as Mortal. And it's funny because when we were looking it up, there's a couple of movies with that name, but with a synopsis to help clear up which one we have to look at and which one we're talking about is MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. I hear in certain countries they don't call you that anymore, right, Mike? Uh, no, they don't. They just call me MFG because I am the motherfucking genius. Uh, <laughs> Mortal is a mostly English language Norwegian fantasy action film inspired by Norse mythology. Let me divert from this description for a second to say, if we do one more foreign film with the with a Scandinavian language, I am going to just have to quit. My tongue is dying, um, even though I love all these things. Uh, the film released Dude. in February 28th yeah. of 2020 <laughs> was directed by Andre Ervidal from a screenplay by Ervidal, Norman L'Esperance, and Jeff Busseto. Uh, there is no readily available information for the movie's budget. Mortal has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 56%. With an audience of 73%, so there's some discrepancy right there. Uh, and here's some more discrepancy and a Metacritic score of 20 out of 100 versus an audience of 78 out of 100. You know, yeah, there's no one can make a point here. You know yeah. what it is? The critics don't get their palm grease, so they give you a low score. Yeah, I guess not. All right, a little synopsis here. Less than a year after Brightburn gave the world a grim view of Superman origin story, Norwegian said, hey, we've got a Superman of our own that we can fuck with. This is their story. Dum -dum. <laughs> an American of Norwegian descent with badly burned legs breaks into a Norwegian clinic to steal bandages, presumably because Obamacare doesn't reach that far. In time, he runs into a group of foul-mouthed teens, as if movies have shown that there are any other types of teens. The worst game of tag, you're it, ensues, leaving the teen dead after grabbing the American's collar. That was the lighter side of the film. Uh, after being pulled in for questioning, an agitated Eric displays some form of electrical abilities. Meanwhile, we learn that a shady group of U.S. embassy workers wants him for extremely lame reasons. Evidently, America is aware that Eric can control the weather, and AccuWeather is pissed. Eric <laughs> finds his way to Thor's children's ancestral shack, where he eventually discovers his, uh, his destiny and several objects of Norse legend that our listeners will want to hear Cap to try and pronounce. Never. <laughs> yeah, we have, we have Thor's, you know, his iron glove, which is, you know, better known to most people as Yarn Grape here, which I'm sure he would just call the jar gripper. Right. Um, <laughs> Thor's belt of strength, which is, you know, of course, known as uh, Megan Yort or meningitis, as he probably would come up with, and the famous <laughs> hammer Mew Mew. Uh, <laughs> the movie is starring Nat Wolf as Eric, uh, Eben Arkeli as Christine, Per Ferrich as Henrik, Per Egil as, I'm sorry, Per Egil Aske as Bjorn, and Priyanka Bose as Hathaway. Wow, thank goodness it wasn't a big cast because Mike's tongue would oh, have God. a cramp somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Mike, um, three for three on all of my pronunciations on that. I would totally jack it all up. This is why I don't do the synopsis. <laughs> hey, Cap. Hey, Cap. What's up? Mjolnir. 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 Yeah, <laughs> okay, all right. So let's talk about it. Mortal. But before we talk about Mortal, let's press that button of that spoiler warning that we paid so much money for and we're still paying for it. 
Warning, the following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. Did you catch that when Ralph pressed that spoiler button, it sounded like a Commodore 64 button? It's like... <laughs> oh, it's my new mechanical keyboard. It's, it sounds mechanical as heck. So that spoiler warning was brought to you by Steve Francis of Stush Productions. Or, or, yes, yes, stush, 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 stush. Let he who is worthy, who h- grabs his hammer, obtain the power of stush. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk about mortal. Um, it's funny because when you when you look at this movie, or at least because I knew of the subject matter, I knew what going in going into it you know, what it was going to be. But it's a different feel than the other superhero movies. Um, before we talk about the content itself, how did you feel about the tone of the movie? How did you guys feel about the tone of the movie? I mean, because it, it kind of keeps a steady tone. And I, I mean, how did you feel about it? I don't want to, I don't want to put words in your Go for it, Mr. Ralph the Town. So, I know you're edging. I, I mean, it has a, a pretty dull kind of i wouldn't call it super dark but it has a a dull tone to it starting out because it's very slow um and you don't really know what's going on until like towards the end of the movie really mm-hmm. um but i don't really have a problem with it i i, I thought it, it led to the story because it actually makes you feel for the character because it, it uh for nat wolf's character because he's throughout the whole film it's like um all he wants to do is just like to figure out what's going on with himself. He doesn't want to hurt anybody. He's he's not out to hurt people, you know. Mm-hmm. Starting out, so um, it it it, it kind of gives you that sort of like uh, the tone makes you feel for him, you know, because he's he he just wants to, I mean, pretty much just be left alone essentially. Right. But but well, everyone else just makes it worse for him. Well, it's uh, you know for me like I I. I watch TV shows and movies from around the world all the time. So shout out to all of my Nordic and Scandinavian peeps, because I've watched a number of your shows and movies, I'm sure. Um, but it has a Nordic feel about it, which is usually like, a, from an American point of view, it would be a gloomier um, tone and whatnot. That's a, a lot of their shows tend to run that way. Obviously not all of them. Um, but like, I, I also tend to watch more mysteries um, and thrillers and things like that from these countries. So like, like, um, like Blood Ride, which is kind of like Black Mirror. It's on Netflix. It's it's a uh, it's Norwegian. It's a really good show. Um, uh, Ragnarok, which is kind of like a CW high school drama meets Norse mythology. That's another one that's from the country. And Wisting, which I really loved. Wisting, which is a priest. Uh, I'm sorry, a police procedural. Um, it it just has this heavy feel of like it's almost like this this like when you look up at the sky and see a gray cloud and how it feels heavy in the sky. It's just like it always feels that way whenever I watch these shows in this country. And that's kind of what the movie yeah. felt like too. Like you're you're just waiting even and not to be punny for what it's about. You're just waiting for like the sky to open up, <laughs> you know, and that's what right. it felt like. And, and I'm so glad you said that, Mike, you know, and both Mike and Ralph, you both hit it. I mean, or at least for me, you hit how I was feeling. It does have a heavy feel to it. It does have a, a gloom and, and I don't want to say dull isn't boring, but dull isn't like not much is going on initially, mm-hmm. you know, to, to, to kind of set the tone. Um, now, now we get introduced to Eric and, you know, um, you know, there's not a lot of speaking or interacting until he meets with those, um, with, with those group of boys before, um, 
I, I want to say it lasts for about maybe like wait, five to seven minutes before you even have, we have any dialogue. Do you feel like that whole, that, that whole um, process of not having dialogue happened for that long? Did that help build the mystique or do you feel like it was a little too drawn out? I was good with the, the mystique, but again, like I said, I, I'm used to a lot of that storytelling. So I, I, it's like, it's a pacing thing. It's, that's just not very American or not normally American with, with our storytelling. But I didn't, that didn't bother me in the least uh, because it's just, you're just kind of waiting to, to you're, you're following the character usually. And then you're going to wait to see how we're introduced to him uh, with words. And that, that part was fine. Yeah. Okay. Ralphie. I, I, I didn't, I wasn't bothered by it either, but because it does, it, it makes sense. The fact that all those scenes, he's alone. So there really wouldn't be any, any real dialogue unless it's, it's an inner monologue or something like that. And this didn't seem like the type of movie that, that would show his inner monologue. If and I would did, have hated it if it did. Yeah. I was wondering how you guys would feel if it had an inner monologue. Yeah, it just, okay, it, it, it that. just wouldn't work. That, that, that would be too American. You know, it wouldn't yeah. work with this type of film. Um, yeah. And then the, you just uh, imagine, I don't know why I'm alone in this forest. Yeah. And those trees, they just burned. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh my God, I'm so afraid. And, <laughs> and that's also that adds to the mystery of the movie where like, if you don't, if you go into this movie, not knowing the, the, the synopsis, you would wonder like, whoa, why, why was those tree burns? And he was just sleeping there and he's fine. You know, like what's going on there? Or well, he's got some nasty kid? burns on his leg as well though. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I try to look at it from that perspective, like what, you know, walking into a movie without knowing the synopsis. And I know that people are like, well, you know, a lot of times we read up on the movies before we go see them, but sometimes they, sometimes the description is ambiguous. I'm wondering as a, as a viewer, not knowing, you know, what this movie's about, if it's easy to pick up or not. I think if you just let the movie flow, in other words, if, if you're not a person that like the, 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 the opening titles are gone, first scene as a guy that walking through the forest and you turn into the other person and go, why is he in the forest? Like if you're <laughs> that person, then no. <laughs> first of all, don't ever see a movie with me because you're annoying. Yeah. Um, but if you're like a normal person, if you just watch the movie, it will unfold. I mean, that's a lot of it is also it's it's almost um, you are him in certain ways, and it's not because it's from his POV. It, he also doesn't know what's going on, so therefore neither will you. You know, um, you know. So there's a lot of that too, and I think that's what it was trying to. It was trying to kind of put us a bit in his place mm -hmm. at times. Um, I don't know if it always worked. And again, like you know, again, I, as much as I'm used to um, the storytelling from like you know um, from Scandinavian TV and stuff like that. It's still not um, an overly American way of, you know, we have our patience level is not as large as a lot of other areas. Right. Um, so I can see people getting a little frustrated, maybe. But at the same time, though, it, it's not like you're 30 minutes into the movie before anything happens. I mean, you know, you, you start to see something that's going to pique your interest, like you said, in about seven to 10 minutes. Right. Like, I mean, I, if he meets the boys, let's just say if he meets the boys in five minutes, the fact that the boy dies after touching him. And I was already, just already you're interested. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know? well, let me ask you that. Was that clear of, of what happened to the boy? It's you know? still not clear what happened to that boy. <laughs> right. And I think, I, I mean, that's one of the things that, you know, I mean, I like the fact that, it, that, that, that the, the storytelling was different, but some of the things were so unclear. Luckily, I knew that it was, a, you know, what the subject matter was about. But what happened to the boy? I'm like, okay, he, grab, he grabs onto Eric. And, and then he just dies. Enough. He just dies. And, and it's not even like later on they go, oh, he had electrical burns or anything. He just died. And you're like, oh. So. Ralph explains it all. You're welcome.
I, I get the feeling we're not going to be. <laughs> the way that the boy died. Have you ever heard of something called microwave radiation? No, I've never heard of microwave radiation. Nor microwave. Mike, radiation. you're supposed to say you heard of it, so why doesn't have to explain it? So, when the boy touched uh, Eric, um, even though he wasn't using uh, visible electric shocks, he was radiating uh, uh, radio waves that pretty much just fried the kid from the inside, like if he was inside of a microwave. And that's but they never said that he was. They never, they never said anything was weird. They just said he was dead. <laughs> you don't have to say it if you know it. And this uh -huh. has been... Ralph explains it all. You're welcome. Thank goodness for brevity. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of some of the stuff where I was like, okay, do, you know, like, that wasn't too clear. I mean, we saw that he died and obviously something happened, but it, it was not really clear what happened. And that Microwaves. kind of was like microwave yeah i get it but i mean the fact that you had to explain it to me instead of like the movie kind of showing or or maybe some kind of you know exposition or something well like i said well, i mean they, they never address a science uh, explanation well, well let's put it this way if someone dies in a movie where some mystery is going on and they said yeah and when the coroner got to him his insides were cooked okay my intrigue is still there <laughs> you know but the fact that they didn't say anything like he just from what we saw he just died like he didn't react he didn't froth at the mouth he didn't you know he just died you're like so you have the touch of death and again like, and it doesn't even work with his power set moving forward in the movie like right. no one else just touches him and dies <laughs> you know because well, he so it was just angry. one of those weird things you know it was just one of those weird things you wouldn't like but, him when he's angry nah dun 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 oh, <laughs> oh lord we're not doing that wrong hero um <laughs> now one thing i'll say is this this cast is pretty it's a pretty small cast. There's not mm -hmm. a lot of like characters to really focus on. And this um, is pre-pandemic too. It's, so. it's it's everybody in Norway. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Norway. Sorry, Norway. The thoughts and ideas of Mike, the finance guy, do not, do reflect, not reflect us <laughs> here at Meanwhile, twenty-two pages later. We're sorry <laughs> for anything he may and will say. <laughs> well, let me let me ask you this: Did, did the did the small cast, aka the entire the entire area of of uh, Norwegia, <laughs> of Norway? Ah, what an American you are, <laughs> Norway! Uh, the, the thoughts and ideas of the cap do, do not reflect us here at Meanwhile Twenty Two Pages, but, AKA but do Rock reflect design. the rest of the United States of America. <laughs> United States, absolutely. <laughs> but, but let me ask you: All, all jokes aside. The fact that we had a small uh, a small cast does it work for the story, or oh yeah. is it oh, something? Yeah, no. yeah, it's just like *Brightburn*. Like you don't for this kind of a, a movie, you don't need some large, you know, uh, multi-billion cast of people to be in there. In fact, that would it would it would drag down the story because you'd have all the side stories and other things. Yeah, you want to keep it tight. Right. Like you you don't want like oh here's the president of Norway or here's the prime minister of Norway. Here's the the, the secretary of defense of Norway. Uh, here's here's the UN guy. Oh, uh, here's here's the that's, US president. Th that's all the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I Mike, love Mike you, Norway. Norway. Mike's coming at Norway. Mike's coming at Norway. We already had a disclaimer. Norway, just rewind it and listen to it again. <laughs> just play it over. When in doubt, go back to a minute, whatever. <laughs> okay, so I mean, so so we're okay with the small cast. Yeah. Um, how are we with how Eric? how Eric starts unfolding how he's trying to understand everything and the fact that the psychologist tries to help him out, you know, um, 
Because, you know, in a lot of these stories, they try to, you know, I don't say force people, but they try to get the whole, the love interest and, you know, trying to get the, the person that, you know, well, gets him to break out of the shell. Yeah. But it feels well, I mean, I, I thought that the, the scene in the um, police interrogation room was really wonderful. Uh, you know, seeing his power activated, he got more nervous. I mean, it was just, it was a great display. I, I know that, like, you know, different countries have different reactions to things, but you know, she was slightly shocked, mm -hmm. but then right afterwards, it was just really? like, after, shock after, is the word you can use? Shock? After, yeah, after like lights <laughs> are blowing out, he's burning his handprint to the table, water is fizzing and bubbling and floating out of the glass. She was basically kind of like, huh, but have you ever thought of switching to Sprint? You know, <laughs> it was just kind of like, this is the reaction you give? Are you, are you, is your mythology so ingrained in your culture that you do not find this unusual? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness um but wow. i still I, but i still did like it though i i liked um to see, i liked that meeting because again um the movie itself i don't the movie's not overly long how long is the movie it's uh it's a i was gonna say what is one time movie yeah it's, it's what was it it's a little it's bit about, under an hour and a half yeah i was about to say it's a little under a half and they like they it. knew it they knew it so they did not waste a lot of their time it's, even though again the movie may move slower especially for american taste they still knew they couldn't waste their time with the short period of time they had you know okay um, Ralph, does that, do you agree? One hundred percent. Okay, all right. Um, here's another thing that makes this movie different from um, other hero type movies. There was no real big bad. You know, there were right. you know like people trying to get him, but not like a real big bad. Right. Does this does this work? Because I know sometimes you want to have a a physical villain or somebody to defeat or somebody to, you know, conquer or whatever. And th there was none of that. So the real villain of the movie, when you really think about it, is men's greed and, and their fear of of him, you know, because throughout mm -hmm. the whole film, he's, he's pers being pursued by people that are scared of him and also want to try to understand what's going on with him, you know? Right. Right. So yeah. it's it, that's when you really, if you really think about it, that's the the real big bad of the movie. No, that's the but, villain. Yeah. Which which at the end then creates an even bigger bad. <laughs> right. Well, but see, that's the thing though. Like with the movie, the is that they don't. The, the villain was very generically. There's just this evil presence kind of a feel, but also then they then when you talk to um what was her name um Hathaway. She her reason was like, oh yeah, well we want to find out how he does what he does. Okay, that's logical. Um, but then it was also kind of like, well, imagine what that's going to do to theology, you know, that you know believes in God. And I'm like, okay, so you brought in this weird religious reason as to why you're after him that just felt lame. It just it 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 didn't even feel like it didn't feel like you believed what you were saying. And I don't even feel like that was the point of it though. It wasn't like you I felt, felt like, like it was shoehorned in, kind of right, but not as in like. The writer is saying that even she doesn't believe this. It felt like the writer wrote it for her to believe it, but it just sounds stupid, <laughs> you know. So yeah, it was just one of those kind of things. Yeah. So the, the the bad guy, it, it definitely did have that feel. Yeah. It, for for, sure. So for me, because of the 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 quote unquote bad guy, um, it it didn't it, it for me the movie lacked because it didn't have a very uh, prominent bad guy. And again, it doesn't have to be like a superhero movie where it's a super powered bad guy. It's just that the threat didn't feel much like a threat. It just almost felt like um, him being confronted by people that wanted to stop him. Even if they didn't want his power, just wanted to stop him. It didn't feel like um, 
an obstacle as much as, as a, oh, here's an excuse for him to demonstrate power now. And, and, and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like in other yes. words, like like the cops that that try and stop him cross, from crossing the border, they're not doing anything wrong. I mean, he's evidently some kind of powerhouse of some shit. I don't want you in my my side of the country, yeah. <laughs> you know. But yet, like you know, and and even though he wasn't at first, at least directly trying to kill him, kill them, it's just like it was more of a big show of power, more so than a, oh yeah, he needed to do this to stop from being overtaken by the bad guys. It was like no. No, this is just, it's just a CGI moment right now. And right. that kind of felt like that. Let me throw a, a hypothetical for you. So would, would the movie have been better if, let's say there was a character who um, had dealt with someone like Eric in the past and is like a, I don't want to say like a, like a hunter or anybody, but just like someone who's an expert in, in these type of people. Neutralizer. Yeah, yeah, sir, like a neutralizer or something. Yeah, an equalizer. Yeah, an equalizer. Like, like Queen, like Queen Latifah. Exactly. Oh, so, hope not. <laughs> I, listen, I want to say this. I want to put this out into the ether. That show, not the greatest in the world, but it is watchable. I haven't watched it, but I will at least give it a good shot because I love Queen Latifah. Who doesn't love Queen Latifah? Come on. Though she she kicks ass in there, and you can't even tell that is a stunt double. Oh wow, or or triple. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. Dang. <laughs> but 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 yeah. So so I mean I that I just got crossed up. That I think is one of my big problems about the movie. I mean, the fact that the tone is different is okay, and the fact that we're talking about um, you know the Norse god of thunder, you know, from a different viewpoint without being blonde and whatever whatever is also also really cool. And the pacing is a little bit different than what we're used to. But I guess there was I felt like there was no real threat. Like there was nothing really, you know, to, it's almost like watching a movie, a really, not a bad version, but like, you know, when Superman's done bad, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean by it, because Superman's so powerful, if you write it incorrectly, there's no real threat. So there's no sense of tension. There's no right. sense of conflict. It, that's what it felt like for me. Well, it's just, it's kind of like having like, if you had some kind of superhero movie where like the, the hero's trying to get out, but like he stopped because there's laser beams coming from the sky. There's an alien invasion erupting from beneath the earth or the other version was the hero's having trouble getting his dry cleaning from the, the laundromat. Like, you know, like it's like, yeah, you both have obstacles, but one of them feels a little bit more concerning than the other. Right. <laughs> um, and this is that. So like I said, for me, that did kind of bring down the movie a bit. Uh, but I did, like I said, but otherwise, I mean, it's still, I like the, I guess, the more genuine feel of uh, emotion from the the characters. Like, like it didn't, it didn't feel larger than life, even though you're dealing with someone that's obviously larger. godlike at this point, controlling the weather and whatnot. I, I did kind of like the, the the sense of humanity and normalcy that was within the people that he was dealing with. I did like that. Um yeah, so we'll go with that. And I mean, and again, like the special effects were cool. I mean, that bridge scene was great. I think it actually could have been a lot better. Actually, I think they really could have just really gone for it in that bridge scene. But. I mean, the 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 helicopter scene alone is just yeah. you know, it's amazing. Yeah, let's let's bring a guy that we know is controlling the weather into the sky. That makes total yeah. sense. <laughs> um, now, a, a scene though that I did feel that was completely shoehorned in. Um, just to to guide us into oh he's always going to be benevolent kind of a thought was the hospital scene with the little boy. <laughs> he's, okay, Jesus let's Christ. talk about that. Let's talk yeah. about that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Let me just put hands on this boy and electrocute him. 
<laughs> By the Twice. way, I don't know how much electricity to give him. First of all, I've shown that I have literally no control over my power. Plus, I'm not a doctor. Right. I don't know. Even if you told me, and I'm, and believe me, if any doctors out there, I don't know if this is a good amount or not. But if you told me give him 70 joules, uh, I don't know what that is from my body. <laughs> you know, like is 70 joules enough to like that's about three diamonds static, like, a, like, a, like a static shock or is 70 joules what i did to the bridge <laughs> like like you know i don't know what that is you know but i can just i'll heal this boy don't you worry now granted an alternate version where he burned that boy to a crisp would have been funny as hell <laughs> oh that's the lampoon version yeah stand go. back i got this <laughs> someone goes do you smell bacon <laughs> wow let's just hear someone from the next room your bacon's burning <laughs> i i just and, uh... and sadly enough their son's name was bacon <laughs> <laughs> wow i just recently uh rewatched um your favorite film your favorite guy Ritchie movie uh Which King arthur legend of the sword and uh, why why did, did guy Ritchie pay you money yeah, listen I was, I was i was bored and i had to kill two hours um I wouldn't watch that if I was tied <laughs> to an electric chair and they said, if you watch the first 10 minutes of this movie, we'll let you go. Listen, I've I, been like, fire that chair up, boys. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. But anyways, at the end of the movie, um, they have like this whole big ceremony of, of burning their dead and like in this massive field and they just shoot an arrow and there's a, a pyre for each person. Mm -hmm. You know that whole field would be smelling like bacon for days. No, it would be. Yeah, crazy. Oh, I, I would have showed up some hot sauce and barbecue sauce. Oh my goodness! Well, like, well, well, where's the barbecue at? Oh, oh, it's a funeral. All right, but, but where's well, the barbecue me, though? Well, let me ask you this: um, Do you feel like um, the movie moved too briskly and swiftly, or do you feel like everything moved at a good pace? I feel like it moved in a way too, like, like I felt like it was beginning, middle, end. Like it was very hitting certain beats, talking about certain things. Now we're rolling credits. I, I feel. It moved at a at a good pace, just that at the at the end it just kind of like sped up quickly, you know. Like once right. once they find when they go back to the farm and they find um, the the belts and the hammer and the gloves and all that stuff, and then it just moves really quick from there. Or, well, even before that, when it, when they get to the farm is when it starts moving quicker. I I, right. I I mean I and and I think they even use some. Am I am I mistaken? Did they use some kind of like like quick jumps, uh, you know, whatever. But I, yeah. I guess it was that as he got closer to it, he's starting to get hit with the more more knowledge. I won't say everything, but just more knowledge of what he can do or could do or whatever, you yeah. know. And then uh, also because, you know, they got to get the crane over there and they, they also set up a perimeter to make sure that people, uh, other people don't, don't come into the farm while they let them go. Right. Um, but yeah, at, at that point is when I felt that it goes... <laughs> Quickly. I did wish that they had showed us like at least something with the tablets, like he touches in and he like some yeah. some sort of like genetic knowledge or something comes to him, you know. Exactly. That, yeah. That would have been something, cool. yeah. Or like having put on all three things, having lifted the hammer with the glove, with the belt on, and being down there, just I, I don't need electricity touching everything, just like you said, just some kind of a sense that he's gained some ancestral knowledge or that has opened up his power even more. Yeah. Uh, right, you know. I think that would have helped a bit more, but because also like he had such a, a a quick turn of heel, you know, you were like, oh, 
I mean, yeah, I understand that you're pissed that the only girl that you've talked to in ages has just been murdered in front of you. Um, but like, I understand even, you know, like like in anger, this like they said, like the, the, so many people were killed immediately when he let out this huge lightning strike uh, in anger over the girl being dead. But then obviously he's now continued this reign of terror. It's like, well, why? You didn't seem to be this kind of a person before, you know? And you've evidently killed the people that killed the person. So now what are you doing? <laughs> so in, in his mind, he's like, listen, it's not every day you meet a woman who you almost suffocate in a car and she still wants you to give her some. You know? Well, at least not without <laughs> not without paying 150 bucks. Exactly. <laughs> so he's like, you, um, you killed my only chance. Well, I mean, my brings up the ending. I mean, do we feel I mean I felt like the ending was just kind of anticlimactic? I I, I didn't feel it was anticlimactic. Like it left me like it, it was a surprise. Like I I well, didn't it was think, a surprise, but I'm like one, I didn't think she was gonna die. Two, I did not expect him to respond that way. I thought it was gonna be some other like, you know, something where like they I honestly thought it was like he was gonna come out of the out of the hole, hold the hammer up shoot like lightning into the sky. She's going to look at him, smile, and then it was going to be end credits. I expected that. Not what they gave me. <laughs> You've never watched any Nordic film. And I like <laughs> what they gave me. I like um, it. It's, I mean, again, it's not that I expected her to die. I mean, I just, by, again, the, the whole tone of the movie, you, you figure something is not going to go wrong. I just didn't think that they were going to go from a guy that was afraid, unsure, and learning to immediately bright burn. <laughs> like, like just immediately. Yeah. Like, like, like that's my only problem is that, like I said, it's not, even with her dying, like I said, and his anger, especially his anger of not understanding still completely how to, his power is working or exactly how to cha channel it. I get like, like I said, if, if, if tons of people were killed because of that blast, fine. I mean, not saying it's nice, but it's understandable. But then to hear that this cult of Thor and whatnot is now moving forward and he's now seen as a terrorist, which means mm -hmm. he's going out and actively doing what against who, because we don't know why. Like we literally don't know what he's doing anymore against whom or for what reason, because it's not like, it's not like there had been some ongoing plot to kill him all along that he was very aware of and that he was specifically outrunning these people who swore they'd find his family or any of his friends and kill like it was nothing like that it's like you killed the people that shot the girl what are you still doing now terrorizing the globe <laughs> you know so and and also because it's not a very thor thing and again he's not supposed to be thor because he is you know they've, they've assessed that he's at thor's he's children's descendants yeah. home you know um, but that he at least is now the new, I guess, God of thunder for the sake of argument. Um, it's, it just still doesn't feel like a very Thor like thing. So you're like, well, what, what do you, you know, and at least in Brightburn, you had the idea that the aliens were telling him, oh, you need to take over the earth and here are other people like you. That's a different story. So here it's like, again, without even getting that whole ancestral knowledge thing, it's like, well, are you being compelled to commit atrocities? Or are you just this angry or, you know, or what? Or was this always your personality and we were duped, but you still didn't let us know that? Like, there's a lot of questions well, that aren't comfortable questions because they're not ever going to be answered, you know? Well, I also feel like that, you know, it was all the kind of, not shoehorn, but it was kind of like thrown, thrown into one moment because, you know, it's not like he, you know, the girl was killed in front of him 
And then days later, he goes on this rampage. You know, like it, it all happened within like the first like like the girl gets killed and he kind of like loses his mind at that point. So I can see where that happens, but it just I don't know. It just didn't feel like. Well, like I right. feel like it ended on a, like. What I'm it? saying though is that like, but after they, they talk about the death there, they're they're saying it's it's now time later. Yeah. Because now there's a cult of Thor. So no, there's this is time. I mean, even even though they don't say like it's been months, I think I don't even know if they say the time, but like you know, it's not the same day. We're not again. We're not talking about the instant where he killed the people out of his his immediate grief. He's now continuing with followers. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, because right, you hear right, the yeah. you hear the news program saying, right. and that he's now considered a terrorist, and you're like, why are you doing this? You know. So now it just felt like again, like it almost felt like, hey, it's 2021, and you know we got to tear down our heroes. So. You know, Thor is always a good guy and comedic in the American film, so we're just going to make him bitter and angry constantly now. I right. guess. I, you yeah. know, he he's just the black man of, of Norway. I don't know. If um if you slow it down to right before he lets off that that initial blast of lightning onto the civilians, mm-hmm. if you listen closely, he says, "Hello, my name is Eric, with no name, no last name." You killed my lover. Not prepared to die. Oh, stop. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what, okay, was he in a telenovela at that moment? Yes. Ah. Yes, yes. Oh, it was very quickly. Well, let me, it's let me it's like microseconds. You got to like slow it down really, 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 really Oh, quickly. my goodness. That, that joke's laughter was about a microsecond. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but let me, let me ask you guys. Um, anything you, you want to add before we go? Yes. Yes. I used to say things like that. <laughs> now I'm a much kinder, gentler cat. <laughs> let me ask you this guys um before we get into ratings and all that stuff and renaming the movie would you say this movie's better than any of the thor movies <laughs> hmm i did like thor the, the, <laughs> kind of better than this well most things are better than the second one i like except for except for iron man 3 uh i like the third one so right i would say it's better than the second one no, better than the first one. How about the first one? Better than the first one. Yeah, kind of better than the first one too, in many ways. Okay, but not the All third right. one. Come on, the is third one is that was my jam. No, the third. That's, well, well, that's why Taika White, Taika White, that's why he has a job now. A little bit more, you know, a foothold in, in the Marvel universe. Um, anything we want to add before we go to renaming and ratings? Nah. All right. I do want to say that, like, please go out there for all of you in the United States and other places that aren't in any Scandinavian areas. Enjoy those wonderful shows from the Scandinavian countries. Darkness, Those Who Kill, it's from Denmark. Love it. Valhalla Murders, it's from Iceland. Love it. Deadwind, it's from Finland. Love it. And so is Border Town. Watch that too. And the Show and Dom 12 and the Oldenham 12 are from Netherlands. And the Millennium Series from Sweden. Shout out to Johannes. It's It's absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, so please man. just go out and enjoy the the wonderful darkness that is the Scandinavian noir. Now we talk about tone, obviously. <laughs> I yeah. just want to say not, uh, the, not the cloud. <laughs> I want to say to to the writers of Mordo, stop being lazy and give your characters last names. Everybody just doesn't have everybody's just first names, no last names. Yeah, no, that was very true. Come on, <laughs> make them round their yeah, characters. True. Give them a last name. <laughs> They deserve a oh, last man. Time. Okay. All right. So let's go into it. Renaming this renaming the movie. Ralph, do you want to go first or shall I flex my muscle? Well, let's see the muscles that you have, sir. All right. I'm gonna rename this film Burn Notice. 
Ralph. Uh, Burn Notice is already a series <laughs> called Burn Notice. Dude, it's not like you can't recycle. It's a movie. Oh Burn God. Notice, get it. Come on. Come on. Catch up. What else you got, Ralph? Uh, I'm going to call it Mortifying. Get it? Mortifying. Uh, and you talk about mine being bad? <laughs> Mike. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, well, with the with a gloomy protagonist, a downbeat storytelling, drab colors, an overinflated sense of importance, and dialogue that is neither memorable nor impassioned, I would just simply call it Zack Snyder's Thor. <laughs> <laughs> That's a winner. That's a winner right there. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. Okay. Let's move on to ratings for Mortal. Ralph? I give Mortal eight uh, really nice done Thor hammers out of ten. If you look at that thing, when he throws that thing up into the air and he just collects all that lightning, just that scene alone was fucking phenomenal. That was a great scene. All right. Um, I'm going to give it seven love interests getting shot in the head during the climax, but the movie's so dull that the, you didn't even know the climax was there. Out of ten. <laughs> Too soon, Cap. Too soon. There's still morning Christine's death. Oh, my goodness. Mike? Uh, I give it six and a half. If you touch me, you will burn. Out of ten. <laughs> that's, that's a great line. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, are you the man thing? Wow, <laughs> which would probably be more interesting than this. All right, so no, they, unfortunately, they, they they did a sci-fi movie on that one, and that bombed badly. I heard, I heard. <laughs> so there you have it. I was gonna say man thing. So there you have it. Giant size man thing. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it. Mortal. Um, is it burning for you to really watch it? Eh, give it a try. But everybody, guys, girls, don't go anywhere. Geeks on the go. That's next. Geeks on the go. Now <laughs> oh, I couldn't even hear what you said, Ralph. What did you say? Now electrifying. Oh, okay, now electrifying. Okay, I actually kind of like that one. All right. All right, everybody. It didn't sound you know, very electrifying with that tone, by the way. It's right. electrifying. No, That's much better. Much more subtle. Wow. You got to shape up. No, 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 no. Guys, you know the segment that we don't sing. <laughs> <laughs> I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek. And we make it under a minute every now and again. But there's a hater lying in the weeds that likes to kind of spoil the fun of this segment just because. I know my dog that's in the background. This guy, he just, he can't, you know, he can't stop hating. Why you I think it's a, gold, it's a golden hater. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wow, that was bad. Okay, <laughs> let, let's just go on with the segment. Ready, set, go. If you can remake any any already made MCU movie into a four-hour affair, which would you attempt, Ralph? I mean, it's got to be Black Panther. You just expand on Wakanda, you know? Hmm, you can make that shit okay. four hours. All right, Mike. Uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. One hour, 45 minutes more of Chris Evans holding that helicopter in place. <laughs> That's the Very entire cheap. extra. All right. Fox tried to make the New Mutants into a thriller horror flick. What comic book property could fit that role for you? Mike. Easy. DC's Justice League Dark or Marvel's Tomb of Dracula? All right. Ralph. Squirrel Girl. You just have it so that her squirrels turn like rabbit and are zombies and start attacking. And there you go. Boom. Thriller. 
Wow. That's like a, that's like a high man's dream. Um, if James Bond was allowed to cross over with Marvel or DC, which crossover would make the most sense or the most fun? Ralph. Easy. Marvel. Uh, right. Time's up, but keep on. Listen to this. All right. So he crosses over with Marvel, right? Q and Tony Stark are like really good friends, right? Something happens with Q. So James goes to Tony for some good gadgets in order to be able to rescue Q. I can kind of see that. All right. All right. right. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Mike? Um, I got them both. Uh, With Marvel, it would be James Bond and Black Widow. Because, of course. All right. And DC would be James Bond and The Question. Ooh. I knew you were going to say The Question, That's a combo I would love to see. I knew you were going to say The Question. That's a combo, actually, I'd love to see. James Bond and The Question. Write that shit, Mike. Now, are we talking? Write it. (laughs) Now, are we talking the original question or are we talking Renee Montoya question? Um, in today's world, they would want Renee Montoya, but the original question with his his definite paranoia would be better. Okay, yeah, cool. Now, that's, that's, that's a good point. How, All right. How about... Shout outs. Do we yeah. have any shout outs? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. How about James Bond and Moon Knight? And it's a, uh, it's a love affair. We make James Bond gay and him going after Moon Knight as well. Hmm? I don't hmm. know where the plot is going with that, but I'm intrigued <laughs> <laughs> of how you're going to get this one to work. <laughs> Listen, we, we just have a concept. We put the story in later. Oh, my oh you're doing it like DC films. I'm exactly. <laughs> okay. I, I didn't realize. <laughs> okay. Shout outs. What are we thinking, gentlemen? Shout outs? I would like to shout out anyone who is still listening at this point. Thank you very much. And have a good day. Okay. <laughs> Mike? Uh, just a shout out to, uh, again, all the listeners are out there. Um, please take my plug for all the Scandinavian TV shows to heart because they're really good. Um, but also just, you know, things are getting a little bit, at least in the U.S., you know, we're starting to hear better news with the numbers and stuff like that. Let's keep that going. I want to get rid of this stupid mask. I, I know it's not going to be right away, but I'd like to have it gone before 2022. That would be nice. So, right. so everybody, yeah. you know, please, you know, get yourself vaccinated, get out, be safe still, keep the mask on if you've been vaccinated. Um, we're getting more and more and more set and getting closer and closer to that finish line. So keep up the good work. Yeah. All right. Um, I know for me, my shout outs are going to be um, just to everybody who's listening, everybody who's, you know, made it through this pandemic and, you know, been struggling and, you know, whether financially or emotionally or psychologically or, you know, it's been it's been a, it's been a wear and tear on everybody. So it's been pretty much a year since we've been, you know, you know, locked up in our homes or being more careful or not doing the things we want to do. Guys, let's, let's just try to, you know, get through this so we can talk about the pandemic and say, you know what, I'm so glad that's behind us. Um, yeah. Um, anything else we want to add before we um, say goodnight or goodbye? No, I'm good. I am good. I guess Ralph doesn't want to say anything. No, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> so he was so for- good that he had to come back. <laughs> right. <laughs> so for MFG Mike, the finance guy, and RT Square Ralph the Tech, this is the cap saying keep it geeky. Have a good day, everybody.